True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Hey, this is Jason Pfeiffer, the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, and you're about to hear another episode that was recorded here at Podmax, an awesome experience for entrepreneurs to get on top-rated shows all in one day. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am here with Hone Tai. Uh, Hone, you have an amazing company name. What is the name of your company? It is I Escaped My 9to5.com. So descriptive. I love it. Um, give us a brief overview of how you escaped your nine to five, because I assume that's what you did since you own the well, URL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did. I escaped my nine to five. Um, actually, it was unintentional. They let me go. <laughs> but what's interesting is... Samesies, by the way. Oh, yes. Well, last year. So Oh, congratulations yeah. on escaping. It's amazing, right? It's a different <laughs> feeling. And a, a lot of people, unfortunately, never get to experience what it is that we experience with escaping. And what... What's interesting is I was always afraid that jobs were unsafe, as in that they could let you go at any time. And if you have one stream of income that can be cut at any point, that seemed very scary to me. So I decided to invest in real estate, but I needed to learn. So I, I started learning and I bought my first six unit apartment building. My first deal was a six unit apartment building. And my I, first real estate deal. My very first real estate deal. It was a shell, needed full gut rehab, and then I got it pumping and I and I did a burst strategy even before the burst strategy had a name. Okay. Yeah, so I did that as my first deal and I did that before I got let go. Okay. So when I got let go, I got the unemployment and I got the rental income and voila, I I was off the races. So you were um you had started this rental property and you were having some success there and then you got let go and you you said there was a decision point there, right? Yeah. What yeah. was that like? That Oh, scary. It was the weirdest thing. You know when they call you into the office and they're like, Hone, shut the door behind you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, this can't be good. Yeah. This can't be yeah. good. So shut the door behind me. And I can remember to this day that my head was spinning because I had never been let go from a job before. And it's just kind of like, what do I do now? How do I feed myself? How do I pay my bills? What's my future going to look like? And all of these thoughts all at once. Mm -hmm. 
and your brain just collapses on itself. But after the trauma went away, it was kind of like, okay, well, I already have this real estate deal. Mm -hmm. This one, I cashed out, refied. It brings six incomes coming in. Let me just do more of that. Absolutely. And then that, it's the it just of real made, estate, right? Yeah, it just made sense. So it was easy. Or not easy, but it was it was an easier transition. Yeah. Because I had that. You had versus, some success already. Yeah. And you, you had that. Yeah, you know, I went through something very, very similar, um, except we had rumors swirling around for a few days, and then they called the entire department into uh, the conference room and um, ma mandatory HR meeting, 9 a.m., yeah. you know, the entire team. We're like, oh, okay, right. this is probably it, and it was. So, uh, you know, you, then you face a decision point. What do I do? Uh, do I move? Do I go find another job, which is safe and comfortable? Right. Um, but for me, it wasn't what I wanted. Right. And, um, you know, I very, very similar story. So yeah. that's um, good for you for, for recognizing the opportunity in that, that six unit and knowing that there'd be more behind it and be able to, to grow a business yeah. and get an awesome domain name and, and business out of it. Yeah, that, I mean, awesome. that didn't come immediately. Like yeah. <laughs> that, that was an evolution. But it's interesting that you said if you lost your job, you would look for another safe and comfortable. That's sort of, yeah, you're right. Um, it, neither. It's neither. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I think uh, traditionally we're sort of um, through through school we're sort of taught to think that getting that steady nine to five that's that's the comfortable thing to do. Um, but you're right. I mean, literally, let me go, and then then what? I'm on my own. So actually, you're right. What's more safe is is trusting in myself. Right. And I see that in you as well. Right. So, hone this show is all about uh, what happens after closing on a property. And so uh, there's a lot of shows that talk about raising money or, or finding deals, um, but we want to talk about uh, asset management. And right. so so you, you had your six unit, you've had other multifamily since then, yep. sold some, bought some. Um, and so uh, what we were talking about before is uh, a repeatable strategy because uh, a lot of people get distracted, right? They get distracted and they want to do a flip and they want to do a wholesale or they want to get into a new market. Um, but you are are saying that um, you have to hone your craft, yes. right? And um, TM, we're going to trademark that. Yes. And um, really take a take what works and make it scalable and repeatable. So can you talk to us about that and how that applies to um, your properties? All right. So when you are looking to get a property up and running, I say before any of that, you really need to master an area, master the area, know what property types are in there, understand that. If you are looking to do a multifamily, what size multifamily, how much uh, per unit costs should it be? You should have an understanding of the whole area so that when a deal comes your way, you can analyze it in three seconds. Like you'll know if something's out of whack just by looking at it. If the person shows you a pro, pro, a pro forma and says like, oh, these units are going to rent for 1700 and you know for sure that the max you're ever going to get is 1300 then you know that this deal is trash because it won't work. You'll never be able to get those rents that high. So you need to know all the aspects of the area that you're working at. This way you can filter through deals really quick and any kind of red flag that pops up, they're really easy to spot. So for anybody who's looking to get into anything, whether multifamily, single family, wholesaling, whatever, know what your your plan is. Learn, Know all of the properties, know all of the ins and outs of that property type and strategy, and this way, you'll be super successful without having to do a whole bunch of due diligence and and research early on because you'll be able to say yes or no very quick. You're going to say a lot of no's because you know the area. And then when you say yes, 
that's when you get to focus and do, do a deep dive into due diligence. But you don't have to do the due diligence on every single property. So that that's probably the, the best way to get into this. Right. So um, a property comes along, it's in my target area, and uh, I buy it, um, then what? You know, how, how do I leverage my market knowledge or, or experience in right. the area? Right. So that's the that's the next part, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay. You've you've mastered your your market type and market type of property. So then it's you got to have your system in place as well in terms of how do I uh, get it get it uh, demoed? How do I get the materials? How do I uh, make sure that the contractors are working? And so you have to have a plan around that, just like when you had to plan around. When a multifamily comes along, it should cost this much per unit. It should rent out for this. And you know all of those aspects. During the construction phase, it's the same thing. You got to have all of those bits and pieces already identified and know exactly how to do it. So build your team. Know all the aspects of the building. So you're going to need to do demo, framing, plumbing, electrical, HVAC, uh, drywall. You need all of those pieces. Get all those pieces lined up. Before you ever get started, before you ever buy a property, just do it on paper. Mm-hmm. Pretend like you bought a property. Who are you going to call for this part? Who are you going to call for this part? And if they say you, they can't do it, who are you going to call next? So have all of those pieces in place. Where are you going to buy your flooring? Where are you going to buy your 2 by 4s Where? How is it going to be delivered? So you have to have all of those pieces. And so then when once you buy, when you actually buy the property, you already know what you're doing next. Where new investors fail is when they're figuring it out all on the fly. And that's where it crashes. Right, right. Um, having, having a plan that's scalable and repeatable is one thing that I've found is, is crucial to success beyond, beyond almost anything else. Um, because you could have what looks like a good deal on paper and you can buy it, but if you um, run it the wrong way and you don't have that plan in place and you just are sort of willy-nilly uh, picking contractors that you haven't vetted already, um, or maybe you're in a new area and, and there's a lot of unknowns there, that's when investors get into trouble. Um, for me, we, I'm, uh, I'm buying a, a new property that is uh, four miles from um, two of our other properties. And so uh, I've got the same management company, the same contracting crew, the same scope of work, this, everything is repeatable. And it's just a matter of take, taking the plan that works over there and move it four miles down the road and, and do it over here on the new property. And it removes a, removes a lot of risk and a lot of unknowns. And uh, frankly, makes it easier to buy the next property and the next property because I've already got that plan in place. So I love that you brought up the word risk because that's the first thing that is going to be told to brand new real estate investors. They're going to say, hey, I want to be an investor. And then somebody else is going to say, oh my God, are you serious? You know how risky that is? <laughs> but what you just told me about your plan and how you have this whole plan with contractors and everything set up for this one property. And then you bring it four miles down and just re- re-implement that same plan. That sounds very safe to me. You've already proven that it works here. And then you then you get just to plug and play in the next one and the next one and then the next one. You've mitigated a lot of risk by doing that because you've already have a true tried and true plan with a tried and true team. So it's not that properties are inherently risky it's the operator yes. is the operator risky and if the if the operator hasn't sat down and created a whole plan around it then yes it's very risky but it's not the property that makes it so it's the person so if, if you're a brand new investor listening to this 
and you hear that there are uh, that it's risky to invest, think about who's giving you that advice. Did they ever plan to be a successful real estate investor? Do they even know what's required? And so that's wh that's where you have to be very careful. You have to not take advice from those who aren't doing it. But if they're going to take advice from you and you told them how to vet their contractors, how to set up the whole plan, how to refinance at the end, how to do all of those things, and you have this this rock solid plan, I find that to be very safe. And just like both of us, where we got let go, where was our risk mitigation there? Where We didn't have a plan. You see, like, so it's, it's interesting because risk is always brought up when it comes around real estate investing. But then nobody ever talks about risk mitigation except those who are in the business. Who are actually doing it. Who's right? actually doing it, right. yeah. Um, no, that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, you see a lot of, that worries me when there's a lot of um, folks out there that are trying to get their first deals. And you know, we all had to get our first deal at some point. But to say, I'm going to go buy this, you know, 50 unit property with no experience and no one on the team that has that experience is, that is, is the most risky type of investment. Um, but if you can mitigate that by bringing in other folks on your team that have had, have done that and have that experience. Right, right. Um, so aside from um, maybe a, a contractor scope of work, how else can we systematize and sort of take take what works on one property and move it to the next property? Well, I mean that's that's simply just rinse and repeat, right? So if you have so there's the contractor part, but then there's also the finance. I say there's there's four main components of real estate. You find it, you fund it, you fix it, you finish it. Finish it meaning you are going to rent it out or flip it, whatever your exit strategy is. So that's the finish, but you gotta find it. So you have system around that. You have to fund it. So know what your money strategy is. Yep. How are you gonna buy it? How are you gonna get the money to fix it up? And then how are you gonna pay them all back? That's the that's the Burr strategy, right? Yep. And that applies all, all across the board, um, whether single family or multifamily. And then fix it and then finish. So. They just have to figure out the steps around each one of those. Just break it down. For those listening, just take that and break it down and then also learn from other people. And don't just create a plan and say, okay, this plan is going to work. You have no idea. Have somebody, have somebody read that plan and they'll tell you what's missing. It's difficult to say when something is missing when it's, it's not there. You won't know. You're going to look at your plan and say, it looks good. <laughs> right, because it right? came out of your head. Right? Yeah, you made it. Right. Of course it looks good. <laughs> so... Always, always just bounce it off of somebody else who's been there, who's mm -hmm. already done it. And that's the beauty of real estate. It, there's so many people who've done it. Mm -hmm. We're not creating a rocket ship. Yeah. It's real estate. There's millions of homes everywhere. Yeah. And investors who bought them, fixed them up, and, and are making money from them. You know, one thing that you said is, is uh, I think, lost with a lot of investors <clears throat> is a plan. Um, and, yeah. and, and a written plan that, that consider that someone else can read and review and, and criticize or give feedback on. I don't think that happens very often. Right. And even on, on larger deals that should be run like a business often are not. And so, so, um, I, can you talk about how, how your plans affect your, your business and, and you know, how you plan for the next property? Yeah. Well, if I didn't have a plan, I wouldn't be an investor. There's too, just too much fear around investing and taking that, that first step. Imagine we were out in the hallway and all the lights went out and it's pitch black and you can't see your next step. You're going to walk very slowly because you don't know there's a hole in the floor or a two by four sticking out mm -hmm. or anything. With real estate investing, it was the same way. When you, have, when you can't see the path 
you're not gonna run down that hallway, right? You're not gonna go full steam ahead. You're gonna go real slow. But if somebody can map out that plan for you and you really understand it and you go from A to Z in terms of your map and your plan, then, then you can run, then you can run. So for a lot of people, they don't have that. And for me, when I didn't have it, I didn't do much. Actually, I didn't do anything. I wanted to be a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. I was calling myself a real estate investor, but I had no properties. So now that I have this plan, I am able to, to just like go at it really fast. Even when I don't have everything in place, I know how to put it in place now. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying a deal now where I don't necessarily have the money in the bank or anything like that to just buy it. Sure. And the person needed to close in a week. But because of my plans, and this is the same kind of property that I buy over and over and over and over, I can easily just say yes to the seller, lock it up, and I'll figure out the rest because I already know what's going to happen, right? It's like if you were making a cake and I was like, hey, are you okay with making the cake? And you say, yeah. I'm like, do you have any flour at your house? And you're like, no. Oh my God, aren't you worried? <laughs> no, because the store sells flour. the tools. The yeah. tools are around me. Yeah. I love that analogy. Yeah. So the, the, if you have a plan, you can, you can make so much more money, right? You, you bought the one property, you, you finished it, and then you moved that same plan four miles down and did the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, I think really that's why the rich get richer, as they mm -hmm. say. It's not that they're more deserving or smart or anything like that. It's just because they've planned for wealth. Yes. They just plan to make money. That's all. It's mm -hmm. no different than anything else. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's amazing. And, and once you get that systematized and, and down, how easy it does become to find the next property. Like by, by running my first property well, here's another instance. In another market, I have a, a property. Two days ago, the broker called and said, the, the 20 unit next door is for sale. My property is a 40 unit. There's 20 units next door. I said, what's the price per door? You know, I'm good. That's that's literally all I needed to know. Exactly. Right? What they're asking for. And I'm sending them an LOI. Because I don't even have to go and see. I've been on the outside. I know it's going to be rough. I know all these things. I know what it takes to turn a two-bedroom unit down there. I know the HVACs are going to be bad. I know all this because I just did it right, right next door. And that process is now repeatable. Right. And so what I did on to turn 40 units uh, over there, I'm going to go right next door and and turn another 20 units. Right. And I'm going to I'm going to get this under contract before anyone else even knows about it. Right. Right. And see, and because you've already done it, you already have a plan. Yeah. That you've already implemented. You can say yes. Yes. Confidently. A absolutely. It's not a it's not a gamble. It's not it's not risky as some would think. Oh my God, how do you just say yes to that? Right. Because I already know, I already know what I'm gonna rent it out for. I already know what the HVAC is gonna cost. Mm -hmm. I already know all those things. Yep. So yeah. yeah. So for those who are listening to this, if you guys are interested in doing what it is that we're talking about, get those four things: find, fun, fix, finish. And figure out all of the things that need to go in those buckets, right? People are always listening to these podcasts like, okay, how do I do this? How do I do that? Well, you're not going to learn it from any one podcast. You're going to learn it by taking this information and sitting down at home in a quiet place with a pen and paper and writing out the plan, filling in those buckets. And when you get jammed up and you don't think that you know what to do next here, then what you need to do is go ask somebody to fill the, the, the gaps in that bucket or that plan. And then just keep doing that until you have a solid 
plan around those four things, finding, funding, fixing, and finishing, right? So that that is the biggest tip for those who are listening because everybody's trying to find that golden nugget that's going to take them from here to there. It, you don't need that, really. I don't think you need that because real estate's very simple. It's a very simple There's thing. There's no secrets. Yeah. There's no secret you need to go pay uh, $20,000 in a, in a week-long course on. Yeah. You know, it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, with that gold nugget, I think that's an excellent place to, to wrap this up. Uh, where can our audience find out more about you? Well, they can definitely go to my website at iescapedmy9to5.com or they can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and all that, iescapedmy 9 to 5 And Hone's information is going to be up on our website, truemultifamily.show. You can find all of his social links and uh, a bio and all that good stuff and get it to reach out to Hone and find out some more about how he escaped his nine to five. Hone, thanks so much for coming. We had an awesome time with you here at PodMax and uh, can't wait to see what comes next. All right, thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.